the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's Business Leader. 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing, and more. What's on your financial mind? Don't be shy. Pick up the phone today. Give me a call. It's an easy one. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. First and foremost, um, the markets are kind of doing their thing, and they're kind of edging a little bit higher. And that's something we're going to have to deal with because economically speaking, more companies are saying, eh, it's kind of weak versus, hey, it's doing pretty good. So that is going to be interesting to see. We, the first quarter we could go is cold weather across the whole United States. People stayed in. There'll be pent-up demand. But we need to see that pent-up demand at some point in time realized. Um, you can't just get fifths and butts for candy and nuts. You kind of have to see it at some point in time. So, we're waiting. We're patiently waiting. It's not the most breathtaking financial scenario. Uh, on a day-by-day basis, the Dow's close to record territory, or in record territory at the start. Same with the S P 500, but it, it's been one of those years where we've been kind of going up, down, up, down, up, down, up. Hey, we're up for the year. Hey, we're in record territory. So it's not all that. NASDAQ's down 29, the Dow's down 24, the S&P 500's down 6. All in the red. Ten-year treasury sits at 2.5%, which, again, in the world of rock, scissors, paper, that ten-year treasury is going to trump anything that we get out of... um, Earnings. Earnings in the end, earnings wins in the long run. But it's that one special situation where that 10-year treasury, eh, we're going to cut a break. So, we got that going. Apple's enormous year, in theory, starts today. Apple is typically a tight-lipped company when it comes to future products. A lot of people are getting antsy for the next big thing. They've got the World Web Developer Conference kicking off. So the best product pipeline they've seen in 25 years, according to one Apple executive. He said further, I believe the products we've got coming are great. Tim Cook in February said there will be new categories we're not ready to talk about, but we're working on some really great stuff. So Apple kicks off its... New products and software development today, June 2nd. Starts about 10 minutes ago, or starts in about two hours, 10 o'clock Pacific time. Keynote preview. What everyone is expecting is total redesign of Mac software. Apple completely changed the look of the iPhone last year, making it a lot more colorful and, for lack of a better term, flatter. Apple will reportedly do the same for this year's software. iOS 8, the new operating system. It likely won't be a huge upgrade that we saw from last year's. Sometimes software goes evolution, revolution, evolution, revolution, as far as cycles go. A new fitness and health application called HealthBook, which will instantly have people talking about a watch. Apple improvements in uh, maps. Will they finally get public transit directions included? 
So people are geeked up on this one. And, uh, you know, smart home integration, what, will they be able to show us what will they not? We'll start with a small deal and try to get into something bigger. What will the new hardware product be? People are not expecting the iWatch or Apple TV. But we're also not expecting an iMac. We'll probably meet their two new executives from Beats that they acquired. So bigger screen iPhone, new iPads, rumored iWatch. If we're going down that path, we're going to start seeing some of it today. War we'll record on some shares of Apple. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's kind of an interesting year, right? With Vladimir Putin and his territorial ambitions. <laughs> not good in this day and age. Just not good. I think that's fair to say, and I think that's all I have to say. There's a big story out today on carbon. The Obama administration is rolling out a plan to cut carbon emissions. Of course, it's going to be controversial. The Obama administration unveiled a plan today that cuts power plants by nearly a third of the next 15 years. It gives moves. It basically helps move the deadline for state compliance until after President Barack Obama leaves office in early 2017. 645-page rule. You know, anytime you see government action like this, um, it affects companies. So I will do my best in the coming days and coming weeks to help you see what it does and does not do as far as help and or hurt. Pfizer discount keeps brand name Lipitor cheap. So patients who prefer brand name cholesterol drug Lipitor to an inexpensive generic version will find it more affordable thanks to what basically Pfizer's doing. They're cutting the price. So it's the highest selling prescription medicine in history for about 30 bucks a month, which is not much more than what a generic's going to cost you. So Pfizer's getting in the generic business. Now you have to go get a card, which makes kind of a loophole you have to jump through. You can receive a month's supply for 30 bucks if you have no insurance. You're covered under Medicare or Affordable Care Act plans. Or have some sort of commercial insurance with a copayment of no more than 130 bucks. So, what's interesting to note about that is there have been industries before, the pharmaceuticals and the generics, and they fight each other. The pharmaceuticals come up with these great drugs. They spend millions and millions and millions of dollars coming up with something that will put hair on your head. Something that will cure erectile dysfunction. Something that will keep the cholesterol out of your heart. And then... It gets its patent protection for seven years, and then that patent expression, uh, it expires. And now the generics are allowed to come in, and, you know, there's, there's no difference between generic and regular. It's like there's no difference between cheap gas and expensive gas. Well, the cheap gas hits all the state requirements that the state has, so there's no shame in using cheap gas. It's just you kind of wish that they didn't have a horrible name like, Cheap gas. So people see you fill up your tank at cheap gas. They're like, hey, I saw you at cheap gas yesterday. So don't be shy today. 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about summer vacations and how expensive they are. Prices have jacked up. For Disneyland, one-day tickets are now 96 bucks, up $4 over last year. Parking, 17 bucks. Universal Studios Hollywood hiked their daily rates up to $92 from $8, uh, up. $8 year over year. Three-fourths of Americans say they'll take a vacation this summer compared with 59% two years ago. Just a couple of years ago we were using that silly term staycation. Now not so much. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Don't be shy, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. KDOW traffic. Show traffic headed to the Shamazil Bridge.
Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. A lot of very cool things happening in the world. For instance, drugs that were designed to unleash your own body's immune system against cancer are significantly prolonging the lives of some people with hard-to-treat forms of cancers. Patients with skin cancer melanoma who received a combination of Bristol-Myers squibs, immunotherapies, and a clinical trial lived an average of more than three years. About 70% of advanced melanoma patients receive, you know, Merck immunotherapy. They're still alive after a year of treatment. Most people with advanced melanoma are expected to live less than a year. So there's some growing excitement tied towards immunotherapies, and that's kind of one of the nicer things going on in this day and age that we don't always get to stop and go, you know, there have been some amazing breakthroughs, and maybe we just got tired of them. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, maybe the news just doesn't really play off good stories, right? Which is unfortunate. Uh, I'd had to take a TV out of my bedroom because I was watching news late at night, and it's just so depressing. Like, I can't watch sitcoms. I'm, I'm beyond that point in my life. So, um, news would just discourage the hell out of me. So, Google, in the news today, they're investing in satellites. Uh, when you think Google, you probably don't think satellite. You probably think website, search engine, and you start coming running out of ideas. Google plans to spend about a billion dollars on a fleet of satellites to extend Internet access to unwired regions of the world. Um, hoping to overcome you know, financial and technical issues in those parts of the world. Details, of course, remain in flux. You know, they're not going to tell everybody everything they're doing. But what we do know, it's going to be 180 small, high-capacity satellites orbiting the Earth at lower altitudes than traditional satellites. That could expand. So they bought a company, or they worked with a company, O3B Networks. Um, Chief Technology came over to the company. So they've been hiring engineers from Laurel and space systems. Projected price for the whole project is going to be a billion to three billion dollars. Google's project is again one of the efforts trying to get internet coverage to the next billion and the next billion and the next billion people of people on the planet. And Facebook seems to be their hottest rival as far as future spending. So, in 1998, there was a satellite phone company called Iridium. I know this because they sent me a satellite phone for two weeks to try. And uh, it was pretty cool. <clears throat> it was totally different than cell. <clears throat> you could use it anywhere on the planet, in theory. It was ambitious, and it failed. So, we've seen pipe dreams tied towards satellites hooking people up to the world before. There was a company called Teledesic. They built a constellation of low-Earth orbit satellites delivering Internet services. And it fabulously failed as well, to the tune of $20 billion. So Google's going to have to come, overcome some regulatory hurdles. Google's going to have to figure out what others did wrong. And take advantage of, here it is 20 years later. And they got that going for them, Right. Technology is nothing but advancing times like that. General Motors still in the news, and they're still getting stories written about them, and that's never a good thing. So, Congress wants answers. So, lawyers want to get paid, and everyone's circling. General Motors' efforts to contain a safe scandal its going to come to a pretty big... Uh, juncture this week as the U.S. Attorney General offers his report on the matter. So far, GM has not fired anyone in connection with the defect recall, which has cost $1.7 billion. Two low-level engineers are on paid leave. They were involved in the design of the switch. So, that stock could have kind of not an inflection point, but it could have a very dramatic moment this week. You don't know. That's one of those crazy things that you just don't know. You know, how the government's going to react. Are they going to go after, you know, criminal? Are they going to go after fines? Are they going to say, no Americans should ever buy one of these cars again? 
There's the headline risk. Headline risk seems to fade. Just so you know. There's PR risk, and those two tend to fade. You know, there was back in, I want to say, the late 70s. I'm not quite sure I got this one. I might be early 80s. Tylenol, a couple Tylenol boxes got poison in them. And you would imagine that would kill a company. Like, no chance to come back to survive that one. People are still popping Tylenol. So General Motors is right where I think it looks incredibly cheap. If they didn't have this car issue. So technically it's where it's incredibly cheap. 28, I would personally buy some. 32, 34, I'm interested. But I'd rather wait to 28. So is it, am I going to get that opportunity? Maybe this week there's that headline. You never do know completely. So other big stories of note today. Again, the Apple conference is a big one. Today is the beginning of a new month of trading, June. There's little doubt that the worries about a large pullback are going to continue. Market continues to press higher after up 30% last year. So at all of us are going to say, I wouldn't be surprised if it pulled back 10-15%. You know, we've only had earnings per share growth of 5%. So meager earnings per share growth with massive stock growth, something doesn't add up. June has the reputation of being the worst month in a midterm election year. It averages declines of 2.1% in midterm election years. China, which I'm a little bored of, their PMI jumped to an uh, expansion rating. Didn't really show a lot of data inside the data. So you want to see strong export components, but they contracted for a second month in a row. Employment components slipped to a three-month low. But it was a good rating. There were some weaker readings out of Europe today on their PMI. So markets are mostly higher across the world. So new M&A deal this morning. There isn't one. There's no big merger Monday. So when there's a big merger Monday when one drug company buys another drug company or one drug company buys a biotech company or one biotech company buys a pharmaceutical company, it tends to say, okay, we're paying three times sales, so anyone who's trading two times sales, two and a half times sales, maybe you can go bid those guys up. So not, that's not going on today. So you can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. A couple things that are worthy of note is I do have an event coming up, Tim Pillars Retirement Income Planning in Palo Alto, June 19th. It's a Thursday. 17 days from now, you can sign up for the event at robblack.com, Thursday evening. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. On AM 1220, KDOW. I don't know. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. There's a leaked Star Wars Episode 7 photos that show off some giant monster that hit TMZ. And it just, I wish for this not to happen. Um, but already some 40 photos have been put out. So, is it Tatooine? Because it's a desert location. Uh, the reason I bring this up is not to ruin it for anyone, but again, to say, remember when we were kids that we didn't have, like, you went to the theater, maybe you were lucky to see a movie uh, trailer once for another movie. Maybe there was a TV show that would show just movie trailers, and you'd you know be able to see the like you got Jones, you got jacked up. Anyway, just throwing it out there. Um, I, I wish for a simpler day, and I know we were going like, "Good God, man, it's not going to happen." Fuck up. Americans are increasingly comfortable taking on more debt. Auto buyers borrowed a record amount in the first quarter. The average monthly payment. 
climbed to an all-time high of $474. We will get to 500 So buyers are spreading it out over a longer period, six and seven years. Relatively low interest rates. Buyers are more comfortable taking out longer loans so they can keep their monthly payment as low as possible. Just thrown out there for you. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. We have the S&P 500 down 3, the Dow down 10, the NASDAQ down 19. Joining me now, CFP, Chad Burton. How are you, Mr. Burton? Great. So let's talk about the small stuff in yeah. financial arena. Don't sweat the small stuff. Should you sweat the small stuff or don't sweat the small stuff? Well, yeah, and this is really in terms of estate planning because the stuff in the middle is pretty easy to deal with. Pretty straightforward, right? What's the middle? You know, your, your basic wealth. Okay. If, you, if you have a living trust and you're titling the house the right way, your retirement accounts, your taxable accounts, your taxable accounts get titled into the name of the trust, which is still your social security number. There's no tax effect for doing that. It just bypasses probate. But it's kind of the big things and the, and the really little things. The big things are meaning that if you're a single person, you're over $5.34 million now, you have an estate tax problem. Okay. Married, ten point. Six eight, right? Okay. So it's those problems and then the ones the little ones. It's it's the things that catch an estate up for the longest period of time. Like what to do with mom's wedding ring when she passes. Keep it. Well Pocket who, it. who gets to Pawn keep it? it. There's Pawn there's it. three daughters. Who gets oh. to keep it? Right? How about you cut it off her dead hand and sell it? <laughs> well, Is that the right answer? You know the story on that one. So I do know the story yeah, on that one. I told that a million times between my uh for my aunt and my my uh, great aunt died, and my mom's sister wanted to pull the wedding ring off the finger. Who does? Who At death, that? like who, like who wants that? The body's still warm, and they want to pull the. F- and she asked my mom to do it. Do <laughs> you think that's romantic? Because I I clearly don't care about rings, and like if my dad died with his college football ring on, I'd be like, eh, I'd go to the grave with him. Yeah. So do you think? See, I'm not romantic. Do you think you have to be romantic to want memorabilia like that? You do. I think there's a, a little bit of narcissism involved. So when I see this in families, it, it always comes back down to uh, the people that you would say, okay, that, that's kind of a narcissistic person. Maybe they're you know, on Facebook doing selfies all the time. If you heard this whole Facebook selfie and the, the mental disorder that comes along with it, if, if you point to all the, the problems, it's usually those people that are a bit narcissistic that always believe that they had the closer relationship with mom or dad or the aunt. Those are the ones that put up the huge fights that hold up the states for years at a time for a small item. The, you know, piece of furniture, Christmas ornaments. Um, there was one where it was a, a wealthy family that liked to hunt, and it was a, uh, oh, it, some sort of a grinder that ground meat. Sausage, yeah. yeah sausage grinder. Um, that was a nine-month process to f- figure out who got that, instead of just continuing to share it like they always had. And they couldn't go to Cabela's and get their own. <laughs> exactly. But it was passed down multiple generations, so instead of just keeping it in the family and, and keeping it in one spot or transferring it from one place to the other, where they all hunt in the same place anyway, instead they no longer talk because of one stupid item. So the opposite of your story is my story is my mother, she's getting up there in age. She should be dead, but she's been living with a stroke for 15 years. Um, I was like, can I have your rocking chair and can I have your frying pan? And she said, yeah. And that, that's my estate. That's her, that's her estate planning with me. Yeah, and I'll let my brothers, you know, what if they want to fight over it? Fight over whatever they want to fight over. Money, possessions, house. I don't want any of it. I got, I got my childhood memory. My mom's frying pan. <laughs> I remember walking into my stepmother's grand, my stepmother's house in Black Butte, Oregon, and we, we went in there for our annual summer trip. And there were sticky notes all over everything, and <laughs> it had a person's name on it. Oh no! And she was. She was getting older. Yeah, it's morbid. It was pretty morbid. Yeah. Because we were all there, and she'd kind of forgotten that she'd done it. <laughs> so there's sticky notes all over all these items. And uh, I'm like, my name's not on anything. <laughs> <laughs> Did you start writing chat and replacing sticky notes? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the one near the safe, the one on the car. It was stuff that really wasn't worth a lot anyways. But Did we cover what we needed to cover? Well, it is the small stuff. So, you know, you can have a living trust and you deal with the bigger things, but you also have to think about the smaller things. Okay. The wedding rings, the smaller things that you can, you know, have a letter along with your will and trust. Um, me, I'm just going to say, sell everything, liquidate it, split the cash. Yeah, and that's what I think is the smart thing to do. Because mm-hmm. I've seen families destroyed over one grandfather that I know gave the granddaughter a lot, but gave his son nothing. And then gave his daughter everything, but gave the granddaughter nothing. Yeah. And they all hate each other. 
And, and, and keeping a track of these family items, you get families where they get a loan for a house for one daughter and then not for the son, and then those things don't get written, written yeah. Yeah, down, and so people get angry at the end. Yeah, I've seen that one, too. And it's like, okay, so I'm going to get mom's house, but you get $200,000 now. They go off and spend that 200000 and they're bitter that they didn't get the house. Yeah. yeah. Get everything in writing and be respectful and about it. And give a lot while you're alive. You kind of get a lot of... Uh, it, you go it with feels a charitable good. angle. Yeah, feels good. Feeling good, charitable angle. What are you trying to make up for? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Bash life, so I don't know. I think you did something <laughs> in high school or college that you don't want to admit. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, with that being said, you could. that's Chad Burton, newfocusfinancial.com. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. He's a CFP. Um, check out his website. There's a lot of great downloads there, New Focus Financial. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Um, there's a story today about Pizza Hut going high-end pizza so that they can appeal to the millennials. Interesting. The brand is shedding its junk food image with a hand-tossed crust pizza and premium ingredients like fresh garlic and Parmesan. The new menu includes a garlic Parmesan sauce featuring toppings like roasted vegetable and chicken bacon tomato. Again, the story here is the trying to appeal to millennials who seek out food perceived as higher quality and more gourmet with unconventional flavor combinations. Um, everyone in the fast food industry is doing it. It's almost embarrassing how McDonald's and Taco Bell and Pizza Hut all fight for, you know, getting that 18 to 25 to 35 year old, really, getting them to spend their money. I don't have anything else to add to that. So Apple in a couple hours is going to start unveiling some information on the developers conference. A lot of people think that their year starts right here. As we start seeing what the operating systems could be capable of for developers to go build things. Then they're going to come up with a hardware to support new software. So listen today as the stories come out. Websites like Wired Magazine will do a really nice job. BuzzFeed, TechCrunch, uh, all will do a very, very nice job of explaining to us what's happening. Apple has a new CFO today. Peter Oppenheimer retired from the role. Uh, It was well expected. It was well handed off. One of the founders of the copyright violating file sharing website, Pirate Bay, has been arrested in southern Sweden. He had been wanted by Interpol since 2012 after being sentenced in Sweden to prison and fined for breaching copyright laws. There is, Pirate Bay is a site that you can get torrents and anything that you can dream of. Any album, any TV show, any movie can be stolen. Pretty much so. Quickly, fast, fast as your internet will deliver it. So, I'm sure a lot of media executives are very, very happy to see him uh, being brought to prison. One of the founders of the website, um, there's not a lot to say about it at this point in time. You know, four men linked to Pirate Bay were originally sentenced to one year in prison and a fine of 32 million bucks, 4.8 million. But that site continues to rock and roll on. So, he doesn't have a long service. I mean, to be running from the law for a year, two years, when your sentence is for under a year, it's kind of interesting, right? Um, Pirate Bay was launched in 2003. So, you know, some of the film and music companies of Sweden decided to take the company to court. So, on its website, Pirate Bay says it's now run by a different organization. It's registered in the Seychelles. I don't even know where that is. The Seychelles? I don't even know how to say it. It's not Sicily. Anyway, let's take a break here. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Geography is not my best. My best is talking money. We'll take a break. Be right back. success of New Focus Finance. 
1220 KDOW traffic. to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Stocks in Brazil, Russia, and China are sinking like a brick. A couple years ago, we used the phrase brick in an exciting kind of way. They represented the best of the emerging markets. Their story captured investors' imaginations. Goldman Sachs, Franklin Templeton, iShares all rolled out brick funds. Now the excitement's not so much. Most of the why? Most of the excitement on the brick funds were tied towards China. It makes up more than half the brick market value story. The world's second largest economy is no longer growing at a double-digit annual clip, and as a result, the financial crisis stimulus that's out there. China's been dealing with inflation, a housing bubble, and declining manufacturing. Brazil, what went wrong there? Once promising middle-class consumers are seem overextended. The World Cup that starts in roughly 10 days looks like it could have some problems with strikes as well as stadiums aren't finished. I think it's one of the craziest, saddest things about the Olympics and World Cups is these nations bid an enormous sum of money. They build these amazing new cathedral-like stadiums. And then the excitement comes, and the excitement goes away. Um, It's a lot of infrastructure. So the investment lesson here, and let's talk real quick, Russia. Uh, Vladimir Putin's annexation of Crimea. It just says it all. And the way he handled the Olympics and kind of like the Cold War rhetoric, I want nothing to do with Russia. Therefore, I want nothing to do with, quote-unquote, a brick fund. Maybe I can go with a big fund, Brazil, India, and China, but I have no interest in Russia. I have very little interest in China, surprisingly. I'd rather play plays close to China. Like if China does well, Australia will do well with tourism and you know added demand for goods. But other than that, I have almost no interest. So investors are going to do well in a brick fund over time, I believe. But I would prefer you go after a more diversified emerging market, like Vanguard's Emerging Markets Index. It's got exposure to many more emerging economies than just four. Investing in a fund that mixes in smaller countries like Indonesia and Thailand might reduce the overall volatility because of the big chunkiness of how big China's economy is. So, plus, I think company, country, companies in the countries are apt to grow you know, pretty darn fast in the smaller place. So, I'm not changing my tone. I've never been a Russia guy. Never. I just don't like a country where we love capitalism. Yay, Glasnost. Uh, blue jeans. Bruce Springsteen, Elton John has come and played in our country. Uh, To Putin, you know, saying no. You can't do business here. I want your company. I want your assets. I would hate to be like a Citibank or an Exxon who does business in Russia. And like the U.S. sanctions come in and suddenly you're like caught in the middle. Anything you want to talk about we can talk about? Money investing more. Um... Top headlines, for sure. Uh, retirement issues, absolutely. Bring them on. Going to be doing an event in Palo Alto, 10 Pillars of Retirement Income Planning. Uh, income planning in retirement is not as easy as just saying, yes, let's do it. You have to have a strategy. I find most people don't. That's worthy of note. Stocks Day are retreating a little bit on factory data. So, what's factory data? 
Well, anything that we see, economically speaking, that's showing a contraction or a decline, we're going to go, uh, is this the beginning of the end? Is this the beginning of the end? Almost as annoying as the little kid in a car. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? So we're going to see a lot of market numbers this week. And as they come in, they could be a market driver. They should be a market driver. The S&P 500 has rebounded 5.7% since a sell-off in the small cap and Internet shares spread to the broader market in the last couple of months. Um, Four straight monthly increases on the S&P 500 now. It's getting expensive really quickly. That 5.7% move has changed the P.E. on the S&P 500 from 14.8 to 16.3 times earnings. I'd like a number right around 15 in a neutral economy. I'd support a number from 15 to 18 to 19 in an improving economy, in a hot economy. And I'd say a number somewhere between 12 and 15 in a a ho-hum economy. Now, on top of that, interest rates and short-term borrowing costs play a factor. So it's not as easy as to have one formula. It's not like one and you're done. It takes a little bit more massaging. So, what do you want to talk about today? We could talk about Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference, but I say we wait till tomorrow to do that. When all the news is already out there and we've had a chance to digest it. Average, average daily consumer spending reached a nearly six-year high last month. Americans spent more on average each day last month than at any time since 2008. How much do we think we're spending a day? That's kind of an interesting game show, huh? What do you think we spend a day? The answer is $98, up 10 months from the previous month. In 2008, we were spending $114 a day. So go do the math and... I don't know. Get back to me. This is Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Find me online at robblack.com. This is tax and estate planning attorney. AM 1220K of the world of marriage and divorce. A lot of 477600 for a free consultation. That's Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. College costs. A lot of people think college costs will actually stop going higher and actually start going lower. Um... Well, do we think college will ever be cheap? The paying for college dilemma is headed for major change. You know, the trend has been, you know, it's beating inflation. So where is a breaking point on the cost of college? With almost any commodity, there's a point where we was like, no, no, we don't need this. You know, example... Meat prices, red meat prices have gone up a lot in the last year. So some people have said, you know what, I'm going to turn prime rib into hamburger, hamburger, and chicken. I'm going to you know, keep stepping down. And I'm not saying chicken's a step down from hamburger. I'm just trying to make a conversation here. Don't get too in my face. Back off. But there's a commodity point, price point. If gas were at $10 a gallon, I probably wouldn't do a casual ride into San Francisco. I'd think twice about it. So the College Board has reported a moderate college budget for an in-state public college for this year. It's about $22,800. So that's a moderate college budget. Private school, it's 44000 Times four, you can see it's 160000 A lot of surveys show costs a bit higher or lower than those levels. What's important is that basically every college costs show a price tag that's probably 75 to 100% of that. So when, if you're young parents now, if you're in your late 30s, early 40s, when you went to college, 
it was 150% cheaper than it is now. So we've seen a 150% rise. It's not 150% cheaper, it's a 150% rise. So what's happening is you get to the point where college is a great experience. The dorm room, the college parties, the studying on the side, the meeting a girlfriend. You know, we've seen kind of a rise and fall of correspondence courses. But distance learning is making a bit of a comeback, even on college campuses. So now, in theory, you can mix and match your college degree with courses from different schools. I think there will be a point in time where companies like Google and Facebook see the value of offering a cheap education in exchange for years of service. So social acceptance on mixing and matching our college curriculum, it'll happen. In the 1990s, community college were kind of seen as a, you know, a place where you'd go to temporarily get your grades up so you can get into a quote-unquote better school. So now cost-conscious parents send them off their kids you know, to start their education. A friend of mine went to two years of a community college and two years at Berkeley. There's no shame in that. You think she tells anyone that she's got her degree from a, two years of a community college? Hell no. She's telling everyone exactly what she did. Got a degree from Berkeley. So there are no guarantees out there. But there could be a mix and matching approach set up. I do like the idea of uh, corporations saying, you know, I'll educate you. You come to our university. I mean, if you look at the money that companies like Facebook and Google are throwing around, uh, with all their employees and their billions of dollars, it wouldn't seem crazy to even expect, you know, endowments and situations like that going those directions. So, anyway, just throwing it out there. That I know a lot of people think that the college costs will always go higher, but there will be a point where it's socially we change things. The S&P 500 is down fractions today. Not a big story. It's down one. Maybe the story is that it's June and we still haven't got a big correction this year. Even though we got a big 30% run-up in the market last year. We're having a nice year this year. Um, so SP 500 is down one. Dow is up 12. Record territory. NASDAQ down 14. Gold at 12.45 an ounce. I'm not doing a lot of gold stories these days. I don't think gold should be in a portfolio at this point in time. That's in gold. front... Gold. I just don't think you want to be in front of higher interest rates. And uh, the Fed seems committed to cutting back their purchasing. They haven't really committed to higher interest rates. So gold could be okay for a while, but when that happens, it's going to be a big one. Seattle City Council expected to approve a $15 hour minimum wage, the nation's highest. That ordinance passed the committee last week with a few changes. It's going to take effect next April. It's going to allow for a sub-minimum wage for teens. The ordinance was drafted by an advisory group of labor. So... We'll watch that and see if that can collect and head its steam into other cities. I think uh, cities like San Francisco take pride in being leaders of the nation as far as health care goes and some other things that you can get by being a citizen of the city slash employee of the city or employee in within the city. So Seattle Council, $15 minimum wage. That's not too bad. Again, I'll let you do the math on 10 hours, 150 bucks, 300, 600, times 4, 2,400. So, what are you, 28,000 now is what you could kind of expect out of a job with minimum wage a year, pre-tax. Doesn't sound like a lot, does it? I remember as a kid, I used to be fascinated by my uh, father's salary. And I was trying to figure out how, how much he'd make, like an hour, how much he made in a minute. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a little bit goofy today. I'm feeling very Monday. Like, caffeine isn't working quite right. 800-516. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. 
Um, I'm not seeing any great big stock stories. Apple's doing their developers conference in a couple hours. It's going to be streamed online. A lot of people are like, ooh, that's going to be big. That's going to be big. They're streaming it on the line. Mm, okay. I guess. <laughs> right? Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, we'll, for, we'll learn a lot about Apple today. Uh, iOS 8. What's going to be in it? What's not in it? I don't think we're going to get any massive hardware introductions today. We could get one small one. But it's going to be the apps that they release. And will there be things, improvements to the maps? I know a GIS person, map maker at Apple, and let's just put it this way, working very, very hard. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. To get your calls on the air, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. got a big event coming up in Palo Alto on the 19th of this month. It's Thursday night affair on income in retirement. It's not as easy as you take cash out of your account. I wish it were that easy. If you have a lot, it's going to be a lot easier. If you don't have a lot saved, it's going to be a lot tougher. I'm Rob Black. Pick up the phone and give me a call. 800-516-1220. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. On AM 1220, KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, investing, and more. Time Magazine is preparing for life on its own. Who reads Time? Less than 10 months after Joe Rip took the magazine giant time, the finance veteran has remade the whole masthead slash staff broken with convention by pulling tiny ads, um, by putting tiny ads on the cover of Time and Sports Illustrated. So he's had to do a lot in a hurry. The publishing industry is in a mess. So Time is going to be spun off from Time Warner. When it's completed, well, it's going to be completed in a brutal time for media, right? For print media. Advertisers are shifting quickly to online media. So revenues fell 6% in the last couple of years. Circulation fell 11%. Profit shrank to $330 million. Revenue down almost 10%. $3.3 billion. So... Time, the company's going to be spun off from Time Warner with debt, about $1.3 billion in debt. So Time Warner becomes a much more attractive company on some levels. Debt is not, never a good thing to have laying around, per se. Let's take a quick look at a market set of numbers. The SP 500's down fractions, the Dow's up 12, NASDAQ down 14. Joining me now, CFP. Chad Burton. How are you, Mr. Burton? Great. So you recently bought a house. What was that process like? Um, well, the, it, was, so it was kind of a two-step process. I'm looking for like credit stories, down payment, and realtors, those kind of things. Well, yeah, I mean, I had an excellent realtor. And my story on that one was that we were involved in a actually a two-piece property, like 4.25 acres subject. It was already in two tax lots. And we're trying to go through all this feasibility study because one side we we're going to develop. And, and it's a lot of work. When you're trying to deal with property, Yep. a lot of people think, oh, land always goes up, always goes up. Well, depending on where you are, you got to do wetland study. you got to do feasibility, and it usually costs somewhere between in the northwest where this piece was, 35000 to 95000 per lot to develop. Okay. So to pencil that out with all the carrying costs and everything else, it's, it's a chore, and it's, it's a process. And we were dealing with a seller that was kind of uh, – Old farmer boy, the weird side of libertarian. You know what I'm talking about? Like nobody from the county or the government can be on my property. Nice. Um, so it got to the point where he wouldn't let so the he, listen, he listens to Glenn Black. I don't even know if he. I think he's probably Glenn Black's probably too much of a sissy for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm probably too much of a sissy for this guy, but go ahead. Oh man, it was it was frustrating. Um, so I ended up dropping the deal just because it was like. Uh, 
it just too much. And it, it got to the point, is this guy an idiot? Is he an ignorant moron? Or is he hiding something? Okay. And when things don't feel right and you feel pressured to close or make any financial decision, you know, by a certain time frame or you're going to lose the deal, walk away. If anybody ever comes to you and offers you an investment that, you know, this is a great deal, but you have to do this today because it's not going to offer you. It's going to be gone. Which in the Bay Area is the exact opposite. If you can get that deal before anyone else can get that deal, you can do it now. You do no it. Doubt. Yeah, the, the way that the does it have, market does it have uh, cancer in it? We we don't care. We'll take it. <laughs> kind of thing. I'll lick the paint. And it's like, okay. Goodbye, yeah. me. Yeah. Back to you. Yeah. And it's, anyways, long story short, turned out um, found a much better spot as soon as we walked away from the deal two days later, and you know, happy with that that process. Um, so anyways, yeah, it's it's. I did find a for sale by owner house, so I had a real estate agent that I was working with that was really, really good, really did a ton of work. And so the for sale by owner property, I you know, first thing I did was negotiate, hey, I've been working with this person, you know, you need to bring her in courtesy to broker, get her a fee. You know, I would say that when you're buying a house and trying to find the right house, working with a real estate agent is, is kind of key. If you're selling a house in a hot market, you know, sometimes you can do for sale by owner. Use an attorney, though, to do some of the paperwork, to deal with some of the um, issues. This, this, this real estate agent did uh, above and beyond when it came to the first deal that we were looking at. Yeah. So she, you know, in terms of deadlines for feasibility, for financing, for all this other stuff, I mean, she was on top of it. So she earned her money for sure. From the for sale by owner side, how comfortable are you with that? Well, I've done two homes for sale by owner okay. in hot markets. Um, and they worked out well, but I always had an attorney. So I still, you know, paid a couple thousand bucks in attorney's fees, but in that hot market where you knew what you could, you know, there's certain markets where you know, here's, I'm going to put it at the top line price and here's what I'm willing to take for it. Right. Um, and there's already a ton of traffic in the area. People are already looking. Um, if you're in a tougher market, real estate agents typically will make their money in my opinion, because you know, they've, they know how to market it. They know how to set it up in price. They know how to, you know what I've learned about real estate agents? It's that they know other real estate agents who have buyers. Right. So, like, you, when I was looking for a home, I would look for a home for nine months. And my realtor got clued in on a house that was getting ready to be shown. She contacted me. She said, get your offer ready. Let's do it. We did it before it even showed. Yeah. You know, that was the goal of get it done before it even shows. That doesn't always happen, but that's what realtors know other realtors who have buyers and realtors who are selling know other realtors who are selling. It's an interesting little incestuous community, and when I say incestuous, I don't mean it bad. Yeah, I mean they all know each other. They do. I mean, it's a, I mean they they all do well. The good ones. The good ones know how to network. So it, it, where I messed up at one point was walking into a place where um, I went and asked to see the house myself. So I'm talking to the the listing agent, and then I brought my my agent in later, and that gets a little contentious on the commission on you know whose client this really is. Right. So if you're going to work with an agent, always call the agent to go see the house. Don't call the number on the house. Good stuff. That's CFP Chad Burton. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. So the Obama administration day is talking about some new proposals to limit greenhouse gases. And one of the, the side effects of that is more coal power plants are going to be shut down. And that means prices on electricity are going to go higher. Now, that's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. You know, cold winter, and you don't have enough factories, and you're you know, you're, you're using clean you're using clean technologies, natural gas, for instance, much cleaner they say than coal. Uh, but if you don't build enough factories, then you know then who gets the energy is the one who pays the most for it. New federal limits on greenhouse gas emissions are likely to drive up electricity prices in some parts of the country as power companies will close some of the plants that they just can't hit the emissions numbers with. Losers in this area will be like American Electric Power, Southern Company, NRG Energy. Winners will be companies like Calpine, who've got a lot of natural gas slash um, turbines uh, tied towards steam. Yeah, you get the idea. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220.
1220 KDOW traffic. A couple of accidents on 280 southbound in this traffic report brought to you by the Foundation for a Better Life. Friends alone can't stop me. My friends can't even stop me. But you might be able to. With United Way, you could tutor me, be my mentor, or volunteer to just read with me. If someone had helped me earlier, I might not be struggling. And studies prove that kids who read well by third grade are more likely to graduate. There are tons of ways people like you can help kids like me stay in school. And United Way is calling for you to be one of them. Because it takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. And the difference between me becoming one or the other could be you. Make me a success, not a statistic. Take the pledge to volunteer now at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. .biz. Hey, what's up? Thinking about you. XOXOXO. Want to snuggle. Dot, dot, dot. JK. Hit me back. You getting these texts? Question mark. We should hang later. I miss you. Holla at ya boy. Holla back. Holla back. Holla back. Are you at home? Where are you? What are you doing? OMG. You are making me mad. Are you with your ex? You better text me back. I'm waiting outside your house. Relentless, aggressive texting is like sending an angry robot to deliver your message. When does the robot become dangerous? Let us know at thatsnotcool.com. That'snotcool.com. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Stocks are moving higher after the Institute for Supply Management corrected the reading. A lot of stories out there today in the financial world. There's some. I think the most interesting one from my perspective is Seattle getting the $15 minimum wage. It's going to take effect over a few years. Different size businesses are going to get it sooner than later. Different businesses with different preps, uh, perks for their employees are going to get different rates. Um, this is a good litmus test. This is a good, let's see how it works for the whole nation and figure out you know, what cities are going to follow. I almost feel bad for San Francisco because it seems like San Francisco would have wanted to get you know, be the first city to do that. Uh, $15 is not a lot of money. It's a lot more than the current minimum wage. The careers that are paying over $40 an hour, um, is that's when you start looking at, you know, hey, I could actually have a good living that allows for some mistakes here and there, and I don't have to go bankrupt. So $40 an hour is what, 1600 a week? Right? So it's 6400 a month, 70000 a year, 75000 So some jobs paying, if you want $75,000 a year, some jobs paying close to that, software developer. So you got to keep up with all the latest apps and computer programs. Um, if you're doing applications, the mean hourly wage is 46 bucks. The mean annual salary is 96000 If you're doing systems, you're paid a little bit more. There's something called a management analyst. Problem solver would like to put your skills to use in that career. You're a management analyst. Basically, consultants hired to make sure that companies run more efficiently and potentially turn a profit. Consultants. People in managerial positions are often stressed and unable to keep up with changes in the business environment. You bring in a consultant, $40,000 a year, or 40 bucks an hour, 89000 a year. An operations manager, getting paid 55 bucks an hour, or $114,000 a year in annual salary. Because people are working as general and operations managers often make pressurized decisions, they seem to get the big bucks. Again, what do you make a year? Have you broken down your hourly wage from that? Medical and health service managers, huge. Very high pay potential. You know, planning, directing, coordinating services in clinical departments, medical practices. 
It's going to get you $48 an hour. It's going to, on average, get you about $101,000 a year salary. So I want you to value yourself. What are you worth? And that's something that once you do it, it should make you a more productive individual. I can't promise you that. I've got a friend who likes to flirt with boys. And she will text and email and things like that. I'm like, your time's worth money. Like, just know that. Like, yeah, but it gives her some texting ego or something along those lines. So, I get that too. Anyhow, um, the Winklevoss twins from Facebook, it's weird, right? Like, anytime you see them now, it's just weird. I, I think it was the movie that kind of was so messed up on it. I don't know. I, I don't think I need to, you know, study the Winklevoss twins. And they just bought in a penthouse in the Soho together. That just feels weird. Like, separate from each other. Um, or is there some sort of charm there with both of them? Like, ooh, it just feels yucky to me, right? One of my favorite things in the world was, uh, it's, it's kind of a, a punchline to a story that a friend tells. And it's just yucky, 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 yucky. Um, and I always found that just hilarious. So big major World Cup tournament getting ready to start. And Brazil's fun to watch, right? They've got strikes going on. People are pissed that the government raised taxes and cut you know budgets on busing and education. There's um, some temporary stands behind one of the goals of one of the Stadiums, they're just not ready. So construction um, on a glass roof, not finished. So if, what's that going to look like, you know? Um, significant amount of work to be done. I just hope everything's nice and safe, if you kind of get where I'm going at with this. Temporary fan and media tents are still under construction. Pretty big time. They're doing everything they can. Anyhow, um, yeah, I think there's a little luster lost on that whole World Cup changes countries. I think we've learned in the last year more about Brazil's corrupt government than anything else. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. A survey was done recently about a dirty little secret that doesn't bode well for marriage. Three in four couples talk about their spending habits and student loan debt before they tied the knot. But in the survey, just 43% had talked about their credit scores. It's a dirty little secret that people are hesitant to chat about. I was in a relationship once where I didn't check credit scores. I mean, it, it feels ridiculous to do. But when I did, when it did come out, you know, there were some issues with how she paid her debt back. Uh, There's also issues with very poor lines of credit. And then I was also surprised to learn that she used credit cards and she used them not month to month and paid them off, but she actually carried balances. Like, you can't do that. True emergency, yes, but there's so few true emergencies out there. If you set up an emergency fund, things along those lines. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.